So talk to me about like, what have you learned about confidence and why is this like such a critical piece of your brand and your message and like what you as a company are bringing to the world? That's such a great question, Seth. No one has ever asked that. Uh, so our vision is to inspire confidence, develop masculinity and foster community among guys growing their hair. And it's that's, that's kind of what we just talked about, confidence, masculinity and community. Confidence plays such a key role because if you don't believe in yourself, then no one else is going to believe in you. And it's going to be pretty damn hard to get anything done if you don't believe that you can do it. Welcome to the Small Business Storytellers, the show where we dive deep into the stories and secrets of businesses focused on not just making money, but making the world a better place. My name is Seth Silvers, and my passion is helping businesses grow that are making the world a better place. Every episode, you will hear from transformational leaders and business owners as we dive into what has helped them grow and what has helped them stay true to themselves along the way. Also, every week we are hosting live conversations with our guests in Fireside Chat, where we give you, the audience, the opportunity to ask them your burning questions. So make sure to join us live on Fireside Chat on your mobile device. Let's dive in. Everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Small Business Storytellers. Today we have Chris Healy, El Rubio, on the show, uh, CEO and founder of The Long Hairs. Chris, how are you doing today? Doing fabulous. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, I'm stoked for this conversation because um, many times we see like little products, like little everyday products, and we just wonder, like, oh, that's just like a widget or just a product that somebody's just going to try and sell tons and tons of. And we fail to realize like there's, there's often a business, a purpose, a vision, a reason behind that little product. And that's what I love about what you guys are doing at the long hairs is there's so much more to your business than just the actual specific product that you started with. So I think that's why I'm looking forward to just hearing more about that story and that vision. So take us back to the beginning. When did the long hair start? And uh, and for those that don't know, what is it? Yeah, great. Thanks for uh, teeing it up there in the nice intro. Uh, so the long hairs, we are a, an e-commerce and lifestyle brand. And we like to say global community for guys growing their hair, uh, guys growing long hair in particular but many who are you know, trying to power through the awkward stage or growing out for the first time or not sure what to do, never done it before. Uh, so we really are more of a community, but our flagship product is Hair Ties for Guys in the world. Uh, and then we also have expanded into shampoo and conditioner and hair serum, several different headbands and head wraps and apparel and hats and all sorts of things. And... That was kind of the the because the first idea that we had was hair ties for guys, and it wasn't after until mulling it over for a little while that we ultimately decided that okay, there's a bigger to this than just hair ties, and I think if we would have just approached it as hair ties, we wouldn't have had the success that we've had so far. Right. Uh, at any rate, to give you an idea of how we kind of came to this idea of hair ties for guys. Uh, Lindsay and I were, Lindsay is, Lindsay Barto El Moreno is the co-founder and my business partner and the president of the Longhairs. He and I were fraternity brothers in college, 
I work together in the fraternity as officers on committees and all sorts of things and just were great friends uh, for several years in college, kind of went our own directions and went off into our various career paths. Uh, I ended up going after my, my first job out of college, I did for about seven years. And then I left my job and I traveled around the world for 11 months. And my job prior was, you know, a corporate type style of job. And in 30 years, my whole tight, all business, buttoned up, short hair guy. And then I did this trip around the world for 11 months. I went to 28 countries. I'd seen, was a total backpacker lifestyle, just a backpack. Uh, but I just let my hair grow the whole time. And I was getting close to the end of this 11-month journey around the world. And I had decided that I just wasn't going to go back into a normal type of job. I uh, wasn't sure where I was going to land. But sure enough, Lindsay called me and said, hey, I'm living in San Diego. I'm starting up a small business. It's a, it's a web shop, a marketing agency. Why don't you move to San Diego and you can help us with the business and just kind of see how things go from there. So sure enough, I landed in San Diego. Uh, El Moreno had been growing his hair out too, kind of coincidentally, but I immediately got involved in that business and took us a while to figure out what we were doing, but we were a web shop, small web shop and marketing agency. We were building websites for clients and then doing their email and their social media and really all their digital marketing world. It was really tough at first, like figuring it out. Neither of us had worked for an agency, like what the heck are we doing and how are we doing it? Uh, but we learned a lot. We enrolled in, we enrolled in courses and boot camps and learning opportunities and went to uh, conferences and meetups and mixers. And we really became a professional agency and we we're delivering really high quality work and making good money. But it was always kind of a means to an end. We always knew that we wanted to do something that was more hours. I mean, the agency was hours but you're still working for clients, which is great. But we'd been learning about digital marketing and content marketing specifically, and we were searching for our idea. And we tried a few different ideas. One we had called Swagnetic, and it was gonna be like part swagger and part magnetism and behaviors and kind of personal development where started working on it. We're like, man, we're going up against like Tony Robbins and a lot of the big dogs here. And this is a pretty sad... It's going to be a tough uh, hill to climb. So we kept searching. And one day we were driving back from a client meeting and we're on the freeway in the car and we're just look at each other and like, dude, it's hair ties for guys. That's it. We're going to do it. We're going to make a million bucks in this whole thing. And we immediately started working on the project. We we filmed and edited a commercial that became our first hair ties commercial. And we're getting ready to launch it. And we're like, wait a second. We don't have any hair ties or a website or even a business or anything. All we have is a, a commercial and a funny idea. So we kind of had to take a few steps back. And that's when we realized that we had been noticing guys with long hair as we were growing our hair for the first time. And do I tie my hair up? How do I tie? I got to go into the store and I'm in the women's hair care aisle and trying to figure out what to get and then what to do with it. And you even, we would see guys and you kind of give them the head nod like, Hey, I know that guy went through the awkward stage and probably gets tangled hair and he probably is not an accountant and probably, you know, we have a lot in common. And that led us to 
the long hair is like, wait, this is a brand. It's, it's more about a community for guys with long hair, the long hair lifestyle and all of those things that we have. And so we started, we really, the, the key turning point, we were still running our agency, but we made a promise to each other. We were sure that we had our idea after flushing out a little bit more our plan. And we made a promise to each other that we were going to publish a blog post every single week, just no matter what. And we had been learning how to do it. We'd been doing blogs and things. We said, okay, this is it. This is our idea. We're going to pursue it. And we have today published a blog post for four, two consecutive weeks. And God willing, we will publish number 403 this week and hit it once again. Seven years? It has been almost seven years. I think December. And I don't know, a few times we did more than one post a week ambitiously. But uh, December 12th will be seven years since we launched the brand officially. It took us another year. We finally had any hair ties. We started selling them. We were selling one pack a day, pretty much to begin with. But then it's really, you know, took it took took a long course since then. But that's kind of how it all got formulated. And really, that commitment to publishing content, uh, I credit with the, you know, what we've been able to build so far. Yeah. So from the beginning, was the plan kind of like, okay, you know, we'll publish some blog posts and. You know, when guys are looking for this stuff online, they'll find it through SEO and then come to our website and buy them. Yeah, and we didn't have that high of hopes for SEO to begin with, uh, you know, because you publish a couple of blog posts and you know, no one's really reading. We start building our email list. We knew we had to build an email list, uh, keep publishing content, and the SEO benefit will come eventually. Uh, we And organic social media we weren't trying to do really much in the way of paid advertising in the beginning but just kind of those main like you got your website you're building your email list you're publishing organic social media uh youtube was also really big for us uh we grew a lot through youtube and found a lot a lot of our followers and audience found us through uh but yeah just putting the stuff out there and they will come yeah so tell me when was the first time that somebody bought a hair uh, a hair tie. Do you just call them hair ties? Hair ties for guys. Okay. But yeah, just yeah. hair so ties. When was the first time that somebody bought one of your hair ties that you didn't know? Like a stranger. Like you like open your email and there's a purchase that comes through and you're like, I don't know who this person is or where they came from, but they bought it. It would have been immediately when we launched the hair tie. We had a little party, but you know, we'd been publishing content for over a year. So we probably had, I don't know. 500 or a thousand people on our email list who are opening reading our blog posts. So you so, were doing that just to build, like you weren't even trying to sell them anything for that first year. Yeah. Interesting. Okay, cool. Just email subscriptions was our currency. So they it were still like ready. They were ready for you when you have finally had the product. Like, okay, someday we're going to have hair ties. Just keep hanging in there. And then we finally launched them. It was December, 2015. And we got them online for purchase in probably like January of 2016. And then immediately we're making sales every single day. Amazing. So 12 bucks a day. We're like, man, it's going to take a while to get a million dollars here. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's an, that's kind of what I was going to like, what I was heading towards was, you know, it's interesting to have higher ticket items versus lower ticket items because like higher ticket, you know, if you're selling something, you're getting a couple thousand dollars per like 
you know, you're looking at, you know, several hundred, uh, you know, maybe a thousand customers to like get to that million dollar mark. You got to sling a lot of hair ties for guys to like really get to the place where you're employing six people, you're getting paid what you should be, all of that stuff. So like, was that ever, how did, how did that make you feel like knowing like we got to sell, like we can't just sell a couple hundred of these. Like we got to sell like tens of thousands of these. It was in our mind, and trust me, we did the math, like 12 bucks a pack, how many packs of hair ties do we have to sell? And that was over 100,000, we're doing like one a day. Uh, though, Because from the very beginning, we knew we're playing the long game here. This isn't gonna happen overnight. It's like growing your hair out. You can't grow your hair out in six months or a year. Mm -hmm. It takes probably to get your hair to your shoulders. So we were never, we were just pumped. We were making sales and we kept our agency running for probably four more years uh, before we went really full time with the long hairs. Okay. So, you know, we knew it was a huge mountain. It was like a joke almost at the time, uh, but we knew we were in it for the long game. And that eventually if we just kept doing, we were going to, you know, reach where we are today and, and, and far beyond that. So as you got into this, as the company started to grow, you started to see it gain more traction, you inevitably realize like this is bigger than just air ties. Uh, like there's, there's more of a purpose to the company. Help me understand that journey of you becoming really a brand for like, I, I don't just want to put it into like men's health, but really like a healthy brand for men. Uh, help me understand that journey. Uh, absolutely. And we always, you know, we were both in our fraternity together and the fraternity played a really important role in our lives. So we always kind of set out to make it a fraternal organization and fraternities at their core, you know, well, you know, they don't all you know, follow their core. It is to make people better people and to have a brother, a brotherhood and subscribe to common values and ideals. So we always kind of treated it like that from the beginning. And we always knew that guys who had grown their hair long have some different thing. You know, there's, you, you've gone through things. We have some things that are very unique that makes us a community. Uh, the first couple of times we got an email from guys telling us, yeah, I've been growing my hair out for years and I cut it and then I donate it and then I grow it back out. And I've been doing this for years. And we had a number of people write us, write us in Many of them had had uh, perhaps someone in their family pass away or afflicted or something. And that is what got us thinking about starting a partnership with an organization. Uh, we had one that didn't work out all that well at first, but soon after that, we partnered with Children with Hair Loss. They're a charitable organization that provide real, really quality, customized hair replacement children and young adults who have medically related hair loss uh, could be cancer treatment but many of the children have alopecia or burn victims or any medical diagnosis ship has been one of the greatest uh, parts of our entire business uh, we donate one dollar or excuse me it started with one dollar we we donate one percent of our revenue to children with hair loss uh, to today, it's been you know a significant amount, but uh, that's just a, a small slice of it. I mean, yeah. we really are family with children with hair loss. We go to their annual charity ball. We participate. We do lots of things together. 
As you know about, we talked about it earlier, is we did a charity haircutting event in 2019 called The Great Cut. And it's kind of skipping ahead here, but we just got this crazy idea that we were going to break the Guinness World Record for the biggest hair donation in history. We put it out there in the universe and we started talking about it and then it got to be like, okay, we have to decide a year and now we have to decide a month and pick a date and we're a year out and like, okay, doing this thing. And as it got closer, the six-month point, the three-month point, uh, it became like the most ambitious thing that we've ever attempted. In and we put in an extraordinary, extraordinary uh, effort and energy. Uh, we, we had the event. There was about 1,300 people came. We had 100 volunteers, another 100 professional haircutters. And we broke the Guinness World Record for the most hair donated to charity in 20 with 339 pounds of hair uh, that was donated from almost 3,000 individuals, many who cut their hair at the event and nailed it in. Uh, And that just kind of was the next level of everything. And I always just talk about our partnership with Children with Hair Loss, but all the proceeds went to them. And today they haven't been able to have their charity ball, but we joined a digital charity ball just last weekend where the the kids joined in on the Zoom screen. We got to say hi to them and how are they doing? Uh, It's just, it brings joy to the heart. And, and we're in a unique position because we're, we're a pretty masculine brand and we're kind of like tough guys and all that kind of stuff. But when we treat those children with a high level of importance and we just show care and we're modeling the way, if you will, uh, and then we establish that at, for all of our audience and our followers and we publish it and we, we, we say and we show that it's important to do whatever you can and we're uniquely positioned to donate hair because we're the hair guys and the whole thing and it just makes sense but it's been a beautiful beautiful part of the whole story what does 400 pounds of hair look like it'll fill this whole room i don't know how big that room is. it'll fill the whole room Uh, boxes and boxes and boxes of hair and we have to measure it with a special scale and the guinness world records lady is there with her clipboard and marking last thing a couple of months before the event, we found out that we can only accept hair for the record from people who are 18 and above. And it's a rule that Guinness World Records had just through a massive curve. We have to now reach back out to everyone who mailed us their hair and ask for a photo ID. And people <laughs> are getting pissed. And I mean, it was just... Uh, I, to this day, I've never put more... Uh, heart or effort i mean we had to almost put our business on hold for like the last three months but we pulled whatever happens like no one could ever take that away that's amazing and yeah i mean so many kids uh that now have uh just like the confidence i feel like just yes i think that's something i think of when i think of your brand with the kids that you guys are helping but also with men and like Speaking as a man, I think confidence is so huge and so even underrated for men. Like, of course, there's like the egotistical like Dick who's, you know, your guy that just nobody likes and he's way too confident in himself. False confidence. Yeah, false confidence. Like they're covering up for something. But I think that the like confidence is a very real aspect of what helps us to be 
what I think we were like created to be, whether you're a kid and like having like, you know, a real hair wig that looks good is part of that or whether you're, you're a dude and you're growing your hair out. So talk to me about like, what have you learned about confidence and why is this like such a critical piece of your brand and your message and like what you as a company are bringing to the world? That's such a great question, Seth. No one has ever asked that. Uh, so our vision is to inspire confidence, develop masculinity, and foster community among guys growing their hair. And it's that's that kind of what we just talked about, confidence, masculinity, and community. Confidence plays such a key role because if you don't believe in yourself, then... No one else is going to believe in you, and it's going to be pretty damn hard to get anything done if you don't believe that you can do it. And our worlds are just beset with uh, things that can chip away at our confidence constantly. To this day, on my bathroom in the mirror, it says, allow your confidence to carry you today. And it is hard to be a person today, man or woman, whatever you, wherever you are, whatever. It's hard to live you got to pay, you got to drive, you got to have a driver's license. And if you get in trouble, then you don't have one. You got to register. And like, there's a million, million things you got to do just to survive. And those things can really chip away at your confidence if you're not having success. And particularly for young men, just as much for young women, but we are men. So we are a little bit better positioned to speak to men. Uh, we want to inspire confidence within them to help them believe that they can it is that they set out to achieve and that is what has driven our everything that we have become is yeah. having that confidence and it, it's hard to keep it and if we and it's hard to develop in the first place and so we want to help young men and older men you know and and the people it extends out to the us we extend confidence to them as well and just everybody has a better shot at life and happiness uh with their confidence intact so how does like how does a hair tie how do hair ties for guys help people be more confident great another great question well i mentioned earlier and you could say that okay well come on you know be a little tougher if you can't go to the women's hair care aisle and select a pack of hair ties like are you you have fragile masculinity if you can't do that it's like no, it's kind of funny. You know, you're sitting there and uh, if you're, you know, an unengaged man, maybe you'll meet a nice lady in the women's hair care aisle. But the fact remains, they are all made for women. And that doesn't mean they're all like color, whatever, you know, guys like masculine shit with like trucks and, you know, fishing rods. And, you know, women like those things, too. And it's fine. But there was never anything for guys. And we set out to make things that were cool that a guy would actually really appreciate having. And it looks cool. And by accident, we happened to actually develop the best hair ties in the world. And you don't have to take my word for it. There are plenty of thousands of people attest to it. And so just a small thing like a hair tie, but maybe it matches your apparel for the day, or maybe it is a business environment and your hair tie complements a nice tie up, or you're a surfer and you got some surfing, whatever it is, it's, it, it's more fun. It gives you a little bit more pride in your hair tie walking out of the door and it works better and it doesn't pull your hair out. So I would say... I'm, I'm, I'm more confident when I have, uh, uh, on my wrist. Yeah. I think that's amazing. And, uh, 
I think of, um, so I think over the last few years, like gender conversations, particularly around masculinity or femininity or any of those things, like those are hard to touch. And in the business space, I feel like most businesses want to take like a neutral approach. They just don't want to touch it. They want to make everybody happy. Like the fact that you're wanting to promote masculinity to most people is probably fine. And it's probably awesome. But to some people, they probably don't like that. So like, talk to me about the controversy or any challenges you've ran into by like really focusing on building a brand around what you look at as like masculinity. Man, fantastic question, Seth. I haven't had a chance to really dive into this in an interview that I can remember offhand. And it really is. It could be a touchy topic. And just a side note, a lot of brands have become edgy and kind of doing it. We've been doing this for seven years, okay? Everyone thinks it's funny to be edgy and cute now yeah. and everything. Okay, we've been doing having but this. Yeah, I mean, for- seven years, like that was... I'm thinking like that was probably around or before Dollar Shave Club's like famous video it was right afterwards and we definitely emulated some of the best qualities of that video in our first commercial it was right after dollar shave club so we were absolutely looking at and what they were doing and uh modeled some of the key things that they had success with yeah uh to the tougher conversation though the second part of our mission is to develop masculinity and the problem with that is over these past couple of decades in particular, you could say more so in the last decade uh, movement, a lot of these things have been coming to light, bad behavior and bad treatment of people. I mean, every famous people and entertainment and all these things. And what is coming to light that people are angry with is bad masculinity. It is, it is bad behavior. It is, it's doing the wrong things. And that has just been looped in as masculinity. True masculinity supports femininity in its absolute. True masculinity recognizes the critical importance of both sexes and also res- respects the, uh, the different gender everything else uh, and and everything else under the sun, but recognizes the important uh, of every person, whoever they are and respects. Uh, And when it comes to men and women, you know, not to belabor like gender roles, but men are providers and the family unit. And I mean, there, it's, it's not to say that it has to be a gender role like that, but baked in, like from, uh, from back our ancestors, there are certain roles that men play. And I'm not saying it has to be like that, but what we do have to do is do the right thing and have respect for others and be good men. And so when we say develop, trying to coach, men in our audience of what it means to be a good man. Yeah. How do you and separate that from the bad behaviors, you know, yeah. and, and identify the bad behaviors. And as men, we can call out those bad behaviors and set the example that we should be calling out the bad behaviors and that model. And so it's not just about saying the right things, but it's doing the right things and co- encouraging others to do the right things and, and, and setting the right example. 
Yeah. What we try to do every day. And when you, when you talk about promoting masculinity, like by nature, that means you have to kind of define it. Um, and I'm sure that looks a little bit different for everybody, but what are some characteristics that you guys find yourself promoting when you're, you know, promoting masculinity? That's a freaking great question. Uh, you know, I don't want to get, it's, it, I don't want to get too much into, like I mentioned gender roles, mm -hmm. uh, but, but certainly treating women with respect. Uh, we did a post some years ago on International Women's Day where we did, in fact, call out, you know, some kind of bad behaviors that we can see in our society. And, hey, these are not the, the type of things uh, of, of true masculinity. And then pointing out some of the positive things. Um, you know, I keep saying going, uh, treating pe people with respect, uh, maybe with it from a broader standpoint, living by the golden rule. You know, treating others as you wish to be treated, putting yourself in other people's shoes and considering what we have all been through and the traumas that we've all experienced and the difficulties we've all had and trying to appreciate other people's points and then being considerate of those points of views. And uh, another great is just being considerate of differences in people, differences in culture. Um, the, like we talked about the whole, uh, uh, gender that has really come out non-binary like we openly support all those, all those differences in people. Uh, we try to do cross-cultural lines. Uh, we try to have all types of guys with long hair, uh, in our photo shoots, in our videos. Uh, so I think there's, that's a pretty good number of examples. Yeah. And that is one of our values is do the right things. And so that could be up for interpretation of what are the right things. But uh, if you had to simplify, I would just say uh, living by the golden rule. Yeah, I love it because I'm hearing that, you know, a huge piece of being a man, I would even say just being a human is prioritizing respect and respecting others. And I think especially over the last, you know, I'll say several decades because that's how long I've been alive. Uh, and that's the experience I can speak to, you know, it seems like in a lot of scenarios, being a man is more presented of, you know, being strong and, you know, oftentimes like men are willing, the ones who are willing to like walk over people to get what they want and like kind of this like bullheadedness. And so like, that's the example that's set for a lot of people. And I love that you guys are setting an example of like respect, like no matter who you are and what you believe, like you know, we're speaking to men, like we're not saying women shouldn't be prioritizing respect. We're saying like our audience is men. And I love that you've kind of put a flag in the ground and said like, this is who we're going to build our company around. Cause I think a lot of people are afraid to not try and serve everybody. Um, what have been some things that have just helped you to like you and your team to like stay focused, stay grounded, not even just about like speaking to men, but just in business, like it's hard to stay focused. There's always going to be like shiny object syndrome and new opportunities that might be a good opportunity and might be a distraction. Like what's helped you to just stay focused in your journey? Thanks. And just a couple off the last thing, humility yeah. is another thing like coaching confidence, but also humility and having a very healthy balance yeah. of those. And when I was talking about not wanting to get into gender roles, but I do want to talk about men who have a family. And I just didn't want to say that you should have 
a wife and family as a man, but for those who do, being a good family man, you know, being a good partner to your spouse, being an excellent father to your children, spending time with them, being able to communicate, encouraging all of those pieces. So uh, as you were responding, I was just yeah. you know, other points of the type of things, that, the qualities that make a good man. If, you know, man wants to get married and have children, have a family, whatever. Totally. Yeah, no, that's great. So, yeah, what are what are some things that have just helped you stay focused along the journey as a business owner? Yeah, we've all we've just always believed uh, in the idea. Like we knew that we could learn the skills and and get better at doing making a blog and the e-commerce platform and make our products better, all these things. But we just knew that we stumbled upon something, the long hairs of this idea and how meaningful and it's hard to, we have read hundreds, I mean, thousands of comments and people have poured their hearts out to us and in appreciation or man, you really helped this. And I was going to cut my hair or this changed my life. I have more confidence myself to moms of little boys who are getting bullied or getting picked on. And so just the feedback that we have gotten with this community uh, has been more than enough to just to know. And, and and with all of those affirmations, it, we just know, like we're playing the long game. There's mm-hmm. never any reason for us to lose our focus or divert the path. And that's not to say on a week to week, you know, it's hard to right. always focus every day and what have you. But as far as the long term vision, there's just there's, there's one path for us. Yeah, I love it. Tell me more, you know, kind of as we bring this conversation to a close, tell me more about where you see the long hairs going uh, you know, handful of years down the road, what's the long-term vision that you have for this company? Yeah. So we're still building considerably staffing up, uh, mentioned with six full-time team members, probably have another eight or nine contractors that are close to full-time, uh, we're moving to a new warehouse, kind of scaling up our operations, and then we're working on about a dozen new products, many that are shampoo and conditioner, hair care products, but also brushes and a handful of others. So there are a lot of those things in kind of the shorter term that we're really elevating uh, our business into kind of the next category. Uh, but your question is a little bit more long-term focused. And what I see Long hair is continuing to be more and more like uh, an organization, a membership organization, like a fraternity. Yeah. Uh, and the more, because it means so much to our, our our audience to be part of this community and commenting, or if we you know say hi to them or chat to them or engage with them or or whatever the case. So being able to offer more of that membership experience, and again, it comes kind of from our fraternity background. But having like a membership number, having an initial mm-hmm. badge or a membership certificate, uh, not even necessarily things that are related to like discounts or, you know, you get free stuff. Yes, we'd want to include that sort of thing, but more membership, the intrinsic value of membership. Yeah, belonging um, to the community. Yes. Uh, continuing to play a large role in our partnership with children with hair loss, uh, that. I see as being a long-term partnership. Uh, It's really a great part. And then also continuing to focus more on little guys with long hair. Uh, We advocate for schools that have grooming policies that prohibit boys from growing their hair long. Uh, We have a lot of parents 
things like that. Or like I mentioned earlier, getting bullied or uh, getting teased about their long hair. Uh, so we do feature a lot of the little guys and, and having the youth involved. There was another kid recently. We did a blog post uh, for a kid who's in Little League and the umpire was giving him a hard time about having long call out video to him and go Eli and the whole thing. And that really brings us a lot of joy, uh, continuing to support the the little guys and their parents and continuing to build the community. Uh, really, the next major benchmark is the Great Cut 2024. Uh, we had to wait five years, but we're going to do the Great Cut. It's going to be a charity haircutting event uh, in San Diego. We'll have a mail-in donation option, uh, but it's going to be a heck of an event. It's probably going to be tenfold, was it? And I have publicly committed to shaving my head entirely, which my partner Lindsay did last time. So be a I just try to view that in the long-term future. That's not coming yeah. for a while. You know, we're going to yeah. be good. But <laughs> anyone who's it. interested would love to have, you know, Seth, uh, put it on your calendar now. It's going to be 2024. Whether anyone cuts their hair or not, uh, it's just going to be a spectacular thing to be a part of. So... After Amazing. 2024, then we'll see where we go from there. Yeah. Well, Chris, I love, again, that you guys have a, a purpose behind a product, that it's not just hair ties for guys. You're really building a culture and a community, and you're being rewarded for that by, like, people saying yes uh, and by people purchasing your product. So I'm excited uh, to watch where Long Hairs goes. I'm excited to watch where you, El Rubio, go. Uh, and just to stay connected through the, through this journey. I lo love the work that you guys are doing. Hey, thrilled to be on the show. Thanks for having us, Seth. I really enjoyed it. And same luck. You've got a, a great show going here and consistent guests. I was just listening to Chris Gronkowski uh, right before I dipped in here, and you have some business owners, so uh, keep it going. I should also say I appreciate the hospitality and getting this set up with the communications and making it very easy to me uh, for me to participate. Yeah, absolutely, man. Yeah, that goes a long way, and uh, maybe we'll have you back on, on the show one day. So thanks so much for your time, and uh, to the listeners, thank you for listening. Share this episode uh, with a fellow with a long hair. You know, we all, we, we all know a dude with long hair, so... Just text, text them, uh, text them that they should listen to this. Thank you so much for listening to the small business storytellers. If you've wanted to start a podcast and have been wondering if you can use podcasting to grow your business, but don't know where to start, I'd love to talk. Head to successwithstories.com slash podcast to learn exactly how to launch, grow, and profit from a podcast for your business. Again, that is successwithstories.com slash podcast. Thank you so much for listening. If you like this episode, share it with someone you know who would also like it. If you want to be a guest on the podcast or know someone who would be a great guest on the show, let me know. Thank you. And we will see you next time on the Small Business Storytellers.